What's going on, everybody? My name is Jack Kelly, host of Point to the Spot, a U.S.-based podcast focused on the world of football. Joining me today, a future presidential candidate, Ball for Prez 2020, I can't stand Donald Trump's America, Andrew Ball. Andrew, how are you, my good friend? I'm good. I'm no longer in the swamp. So, you know, I got that going for me, I guess. You are instantly better now that you're no longer in the swamp. And in a week, I'll be back in Madison with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, as you may have noted, one Reed Hammond has uh, taken a leave of absence from Point to the Spot. Uh, he's on sabbatical at one Jackson's Bar and Grill in the old Paps District of Milwaukee. He's doing some research on drunk old Wisconsinites. Um, clinical, clinical stuff. Uh, not, every, not all of us can be uh, ethnographers like Reed. Um, and he also might but, be trying to rip a few bucks off of him. In the process. <laughs> you got to make a living, okay? Uh, being a researcher is not, not cheap. You're uh, not but the show must go on. We are here to bring you all things worldwide football. Uh, lots, of ha- lots has happened since, we last, since you've last heard from us. Uh, we've had a couple of experimental episodes that, well, you know, not all experiments work out. Uh, and by that we mean Reed was unable to edit them. Indeed, Reed was uh, unable to edit them. But we're back. Uh, so is the Champions League. So is the Premier League. Uh, so is so much more. Uh, I want to start today's show off, though, with a shout-out. FK Karag, Azerbaijan champion, the five-time Azerbaijan Cup winners, first team ever from the nation of Azerbaijan to qualify for the UEFA Champions League, uh, getting it done with against... Again, today, they lost 2-1, went through on the road goals. Andrew, which team would you like to most see have to fly to Azerbaijan during the group stage? Manchester United. (laughs) And why? Uh, Because fuck Manchester United. No, by that logic, Chelsea, because fuck Chelsea. What I would really enjoy seeing is like either Shakhtar or... I guess Shakhtar, or whoever won Russia. I can't remember who won Russia. Either one of those teams drawing Karabag, and we have like a former Soviet Union like <laughs> battle. I think that would be fun. That would actually be awesome. And then I hope Spurs get in that group because that would be by far the easiest group. <laughs> a lot of travel, but yes, easy competition. Um, sad news on the Eastern European tour. Um, Stoya Bucharest, once again, was unsuccessful in their bid to make it to the Champions League um, group stage. And I think, I think Slavia Prague also took an exit today. They played to a nil-nil draw, but lost 2-0 on aggregate to Apol. So, you know, a couple of those other Eastern European teams didn't quite make the cut. But congrats to Karabag. I did not know that was a thing until today. But, you know, we're all about the world of football here. Listeners in Azerbaijan, congratulations. We hope you root on your, uh, even if you're not a Karabek fan. You see, Jack doesn't know that Korbeg existed because Arsenal have not been playing in the Europa League. Spurs, who perennial Europa League contenders, had to travel to Azerbaijan to play Karabag a couple seasons ago. Thus, I know all about the land of fire. This is, like, this is what I, Arsenal have to look forward to this year. <laughs> no, you know Arsenal's going to get lucky. Let's just, take, let's just take a look at some of these teams that have taken an exit in the group stage or in, the, in this last qualifying round for the Champions League. 
Uh, we've lost Nice in France. We've lost Hopel Bershev, I think, uh, in Israel. Astana is also out. I'm just hoping that we get a real nice draw and, you know, we pick up teams like Nice. We pick up young boys in Austria. You know, maybe the competition's a little bit better just so that we don't have to travel so much on those Thursday nights. And I don't want Reese Nelson's legs getting tired, even though he's going to tear it up. Player of the tournament in his future for the Europa League. And for uh, our Swiss Super League fans out there, you will note Jack's error. Young boys are in Switzerland and not Austria. Oh, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, you still have some of the ugliest kits to ever hit the European scene. <laughs> I don't apologize for that. <laughs> well, well, Jack and I are not going to just banter about Champions League. I, I think there's some legitimate storylines to break down here. Liverpool, of course, blowing the doors off Hoffenheim today. Uh, I believe they advanced 5-2 on aggregate. Um, not doing what everyone expected and not shitting the bed at, at Anfield. Jack, do you think Liverpool will have the consistency to contru- to make a run in Champions League? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think that... Like... Okay, Hoffenheim is a good side. Good manager, uh, 29-year-old, very exciting. Name escapes me, will come to me eventually. Andrew, help me, what is his Julian name? Julian with Yes, there you go. Uh, but, I mean, Henry Chan scored twice today. Salah, who has been pretty consistent so far to start, which has surprised me a little bit. Um, I mean, I think as the season goes on, there will be some wear and tear because he is not the most durable of players. Not the biggest guy. Takes some wear and tear going on. Uh, and Firmino scored. Liverpool is just a raging dumpster fire right now. Um, they don't. They lack a lot of things that I think are important in a champ. If you're going to make a Champions League run, uh, unless like, you know you're a total football team, like a like, like Barcelona, <laughs> like defenders, a target forward, uh, depth in the midfield, a decent goalkeeper. Uh, it's a mystery to me how people. I I think I might have very boldly. No, I think I did have this right in our Premier League predictions. I have Arsenal winning the league because I'm a terrible optimist. I have delusional City, maniac, I think, is probably the right way to put that. United, Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool 6th, Everton 7th. The season, maybe, maybe, and I can't believe I'm saying a good word about Everton, that Everton might be able to pick off Liverpool in the table. Definitely in the Merseyside derbies, I think Everton will struggle consistency-wise against some of those other mid-table teams. Uh, I mean, Liverpool struggles with the bottom five. Everton struggles with anybody that's not in the top six. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not convinced by Liverpool. I think, and this is going to be a kind of a hot take, I don't know how long Jurgen Klopp will be in the Liverpool um, going forward, I think definitely this season, I don't know if they're going to have a lot of results. I don't know if he's going to want to stay as in he's had issues getting some of the players that he wants. I mean, obviously he's been getting his attacking players, Salah, Mane, but I don't know. I don't know. Not convinced. What do you think? I Yeah, I mean, the draw, of course, will tell a lot just because... 
you know, they get a weak draw, they get Shakhtar and Karabag, and, you know, they might have a chance to advance out of a group like that. But yeah, I agree. I would tend to say they don't have what's required. Um, I think Simo Minile is going to be a real liability. He's not a very good goalkeeper. Um, he, I mean, if this was a closer tie today, then he gifted Hoffenheim several very good chances. And if Hoffenheim, you know, were a little sharper, they could have taken advantage. And if Liverpool were a little less sharp, you know, this could have flipped the other way. Um, but as we've noticed in the Premier League, Liverpool love to rise to the occasion for tough matches. They did so today. I think Hoffenheim is comparable in quality to, say, Everton in the Premier League. So, you know, that's a tough side that you're going up against. They got a result when they had to. They do this time and time again in the Premier League where they show up against the other elite teams and then lay an egg against Watford. You know, it's just so hard to predict what side is going to show up in any given European night for Liverpool, I feel like, that... I could see him, you know, beating Barcelona at the new camp and then going home and losing to whatever the pot four team is. <laughs> so long story short, I don't see them making it on the group stage just on paper. I think that back line is going to be a real liability again. Um, you know, they started an 18 year old today at right back. That's not sustainable in the champions league. I don't think, you know, so It'll be great to have European football or Champions League football back at Anfield. Don't know how long that's going to last, Liverpool fans. Yeah, I agree. You made a good point. Also, big showdown, Arsenal versus Liverpool this weekend at Anfield. Hoping they don't rise to the occasion. Arsenal's had their number in that trip to the northwest of London. Uh, northeast? Northwest. Definitely the northwest of London, or in England, in recent years. Um, hoping that keeps going on. Then again, uh, funky. They lost four three to Astana, but they beat them eight four on aggregate. I think Celtic. I mean, bless them if they don't end up, end up in a group with Manchester City and Barcelona for once. Uh, think that they could actually maybe be a knockout round team. They have lots of pieces. They have lots of goal scorers. Group, you know, with. I guess they're going to fall in that pot three. Maybe, yeah, in the pot four. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're going to be in pot four. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it, it depends on their funky coefficient thing. Um, no, I, I'm pretty sure they're they're locked into pot four. They're going to get the four. doors blown off them. I don't know. I'm optimistic for the for the Scottish side. Let's uh let's bring let's bring Scottish football back to the heights of what it used to be. What do you mean what it used to be? What it used to be was Celtic dominating. That's Celtic, literally all it's ever been. <laughs> Celtic has won the European Cup. <laughs> exactly, but because after Rangers went down a few years ago, they've had literally no competition in the Premiership. They do not know what it means to play competitive football anymore. <laughs> I think well, that's, uh, I think that's a part of their problem is is they just do not get any sort of preparation for what it's like to go out there. And they got talent. I mean, Brendan Rodgers knows what he's doing. You know, they got Moussa Dembele up tight. Well, yeah, really. Doesn't take much, but he's got Moussa Dembele up top. You know, he's Moussa Dembele, great poacher, you know, is going to be able to nick goals when it matters. But 
their defense, eh. They ship four goals to Astana. That's not great. You know, I I, I think they're going to get the doors blown off them in, in group stage play. But they're a feel-good story. And, uh, and, you know, sometimes I do get nostalgic for the days of, as you say, Scottish football glory. <laughs> um. If you want to also have a good story, Maribor qualified, knocking off uh, Hapol Bershev, the Israel is a UEFA country. Uh, Which we heard about on Point to the Spot in Bala's life. Remember when we did that segment? I do too. <laughs> at, at some point we did discuss them. Uh, when was the last time a Slovenian team was in the Champions League? Uh, that's a good question. Not the first time. But all these club names that don't have vowels in them. I, yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know how to pronounce this. What what are we looking at? You froze. I really have no idea what we're talking about. Oh. Maribor plays in the Slovenian top lead, top flight. And their most recent top flight match was against a club named Krisko. And there are no vowels until the O in that name. If any of our listeners know a damn thing about Slovenian soccer and want to come on the air and discuss it, please tweet at us because we would love to have you. <laughs> Absolutely. Say, I watched this match because I have nothing better going on in my life on a Tuesday afternoon, apparently. It was a fun match. And someone actually tweeted at us after I tweeted out how sad my life was that I was watching Married Bar uh, Hapo Bersheva. And they said, well... Mary Bar could have the quality about them to maybe, in Jack Kelly words, stir the pot a bit in the group stage. They will never go through. Now, yeah, Jack's making the stir the pot motion for you. You know, I'll narrate it because this is radio and not live TV. Um, and I will say, they they got some quality about them. And and Hapol Bershiva, you know, Mary Bar scored. I think like the twelfth minute. You know, Hapol from there on was battering down the hatches, trying to get that goal that they needed to go through. And Mary Bar bent but didn't break. So, you know, they're a Tony Pulis, like, they don't have a bunker. Would you say they're resilient? I would say they're resilient. <laughs> I don't know what Reed... Reed Hammond probably knows everything about the Slovenian top league. But I'm going to use one of his words and say they're resilient. And that goes a long way in the group stages. So... Mary Bohr and Karabag will be ruined for you here at Point to the Spot. Will you advance out of the group stage? Almost certainly not. But we'll be ruined for you. Just to round out our Champions League discussion, some of the other usual suspects have qualified. Olympiakos won their playoff. Seska Moscow won their playoff. Uh, nothing too surprising about that. Those are pretty usual names that we see in the Champions League group stage. Napoli uh, won. I know we Napoli, mentioned Nice earlier, but... Napoli did knock off Nice. So... Some usual suspects. I mean, of course, we have five English teams this year. Uh, we have the usual. Sevilla also qualified. Uh, they, you know. they got a scare, though, from um, Istanbul. Uh, not Bostik. Yeah, it's the one that sounds like Biskitas, but it's not Biskitas. Yes, it, this is a cool club. There's a great Copa 90 cross-branding here. A documentary about them. They were a... Similar to RB Leipzig, second division team got promoted, made this dream run, ended up losing the league on the last day. 
And unlike Red Bull Leipzig, they are not owned by an energy drink magnet. So if you like upstart teams, you can actually follow them and not feel like a shitty human being. True. You and Emmanuel, Emmanuel Adebayor plays up for them. So if you're a Spurs fan, they're your natural. And they lost on the last day. Heartbreak <laughs> in Emmanuel Adebayor. If you're a Spurs fan, this is clearly the Turkish team you should go follow. And that's where um, Gil Clichy wound up as well. Man, they had a good, they had a good offseason. <laughs> they did. And Koken Inlar, if you like washed up European guys, it's... We clearly should be spending a lot more time talking about the Turkish Premier League. Oh, the Superliga. I don't know how to say things in Turkish. Anyways, we're going to take a short break, guys. When we come back, we're going to break down what's going on in the Premier League this coming weekend. Uh, some big headlines, of course, the marquee match being Arsenal versus Liverpool. Um, but some other things to talk about. So, stick around. That's fun. We should discuss random European teams more often. I agree. Let's just like fuck. Let's look at Europa League qualifying. <laughs> oh my god, who who's Everton playing? Um, where are they from? Like a split. <laughs> They're a Croatian team. I love it. I love the Europa League. Europa League is so underrated. Let's just. I'm just gonna name the teams that I recognize. Okay, we have AEK Larnaca versus Victoria Pleasant, which who I recognize, Victoria Pleasant. Dynamo Kiev, I recognize, are playing Maritimo. Zenit St. Petersburg is playing FC Utrecht. I know both of those. FC Alexandria, no idea, is playing Bait Bordasov. I, I know Bait. Know them. Our Red Bull Salzburg. FC Sheriff from Moldova is playing Liga Warsaw. Can we just pause to acknowledge that there's an FC Sheriff and their logo is like a Sheriff's badge? I love it. And they're in Moldova. Oh my god, there is a club named Cash Point SCR Altok. That has to be a sponsored club, right? No more. Cash Point. I don't see them. Who are they They're playing? They're playing Tel Aviv. Oh my god. They're Austrian. What? Perfect sense. Austrian. Gosh. Um, Ludogorets, Bruges. I think it's really funny Club Bruges is a thing. They're good. I think Club Bruges is actually in Bruges because there's no football stadium in that city. Well, yeah, it's it's in Bruges the same way that like the Amex is in Brighton. Michelin, Dynamo Zagreb, Partizan Belgrade, I know. Athletic Bilbao, Pantheon. Panathinaikos, Marseille, Ajax, Rosenberg, Milan, LOAC Milan's a Europa League team this year, just like Arsenal, Sporta Braha. Ajax might not go through, which is wild. But they just got their whole team pillaged. Well, true. But you would think they could be Rosenberg. I don't even know where Rosenberg is from. Norway. Norway. That makes sense. Is it Rosenberg capital in Norway? Oslo. Oslo's capital in Norway. I want to go to Scandinavia. Let's go to Scandinavia. I'm down. Dude, point to the spot. Feature on Scandinavian soccer. It'd be fucking fun. And everybody speaks English there. 
That's how they get through the cold, hard winters. We could do one of those 24-7 bark calls where it never gets dark outside, but it's a pub crawl at night. We would have to go, like, now. It'd be awesome. Otherwise, if we went in the winter, it would be an all-night pub crawl. <laughs> yes. I should have done an all-daylight all pub crawl when I was in Anchorage. Be cool. Be really cool. All That'd right. Weird. Let's break it down. Do we want to do, like, just, like, what matches we're most looking forward to? Sure. We can do we one do. for... We can each do one for each day. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. Because I was like, we don't need to go through all these matches. Like, Watford, Brighton, I don't really care. It's going to be slow. I'll let you start on Saturday, and then I'll go on Sunday. Okay, that sounds good. Cool. All right, we'll come back in five, four, three, a two, a one. Welcome back to part two of the show, guys. Uh, Premier League match week three, right around the corner. Been a crazy start to the Premier League. Of course, teams like Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal all have a loss. Liverpool with a draw against Watford. Everton and Field, the English footballing giants, sitting atop the table, all undefeated thus far. Um, they've won both of their matches. Uh, not too tasty of a match week, said the Arsenal... Liverpool and Chelsea Everton matchups. Um, we have a couple of snoozers. With that being said, Andrew Ballon, the footballing expert, pick a gem out. What should people be looking forward to on Saturday? So I actually have two matches on Saturday. One that matters for the top four implications and one that does not. I think they're both interesting. So the first one, um, coming at you bright and early on Saturday, 7.30 a.m., Manchester City traveling to the south coast trying to pop the cherries of Bournemouth. Um, <laughs> you went there. <laughs> I, I've been there. On, I, I went there on the show many a time, I think. Um, Bournemouth are winless. Uh, Manchester City coming off a draw. They might feel hard done that Kyle Walker got sent off. Uh, I would feel hard done if I was a City supporter after that second yellow. But nevertheless, they have not looked in particularly good form, even beating Brighton in week one at the MX. Now, you know, they got to do the tough travel thing on a short week, going to the South Coast. Bournemouth have looked awful thus far. But, you know, this is this is a lot bigger match for Manchester City because dropping points is embarrassing as hell at Bournemouth. Um, they shut up. But that's because Eddie Howe is going to be Arsenal's manager. And he's trying to make an impression on his future employers. Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth is winless because Eddie Howe is trying to get sacked so that he could take the Arsene Wenger job on a fresh term. <laughs> he's, he's trying to pull Jurgen Klopp, essentially. Um, Klopp didn't get sacked, but you know, it's similar. A mutual disagreement. Anyway, any, exactly, exactly. Anyway, um, Bournemouth, I still think, have a way about them, as Reed Hammond would say. I think they can find their way into a decent finish. It's two games. Anything can happen going forward. I still think they're a decent side. City need their luck to change fast. I think it's an interesting matchup. And then the matchup that does not have bearing on the top four that will be interesting. Newcastle, West Ham, both winless teams. Both teams that uh, I think I predicted West Ham to finish above Everton. That's not looking real good right about now. 
Castle, I think I had somewhere in the middle of the pack. Anyway, these are both teams that people thought would do well. They're both winless. They both could, you know, they need something to go their way. I feel like this will be a nil-nil draw, but it could also <laughs> turn into a 3-2 thriller because who the fuck knows anymore. Uh, also, see if Chicharito can continue his ridiculous run of being the only one on West Ham that's able to score. Uh, anyway, worth a watch, even if you're not Reed Hammond, just to see if either of these teams can get some points on the board and get some momentum um, going forward. Mr. Jack Kelly, what is your match to watch on Saturday? I hope I didn't steal it. Uh, one point to throw in there. I'm guessing a 4-2 victory to West Ham. All four goals will be scored by Javi Hernandez. Uh, <laughs> great for our fantasy team. Reed's captaining him this week. I just decided. The match I'm most looking forward to, uh, once again, Huddersfield Town, Southampton. Huddersfield Town at home in front of their great home supports. Southampton struggling still. Uh, got a little fortunate in their victory last week. They had an own goal that actually put them across the line. Huddersfield Town unbeaten. Actually, they've won two out of two. Which, I don't know. Granted, they haven't faced a really formidable opponent yet. Uh, I think that Huddersfield Town, if they can get enough points early enough and using the Premier League money, could maybe turn themselves into uh, what Southampton of old at one time was being everybody's farm team because there are some definite people that have started hot for Huddersfield Town that we could see moving to different clubs within the league. Um, How dare you belittle top of the table Huddersfield Town? <laughs> the only team in history to be undefeated in their Premier League matches. You're right. They have. Will that end this week? Probably. But <laughs> for the time being, if you're a Huddersfield Town supporter, you should feel very proud that. Your team has made as good an account the first two weeks as they have. Um, it's exciting, I think, that, um, you know, because this seems to happen every year where you have like Hull or Leicester coming up and people dump on them at the beginning. And the first two weeks, they actually make a pretty good account of themselves and maybe prove some people wrong. Do they also wind up at some point in 20th? Yeah. But. Huddersfield, I think, will make an interesting relegation battle. It's a big butt. <laughs> um, and Sunday, we got some meteor matches. Jack, what are you watching with your hard-earned time? Of course. My beloved Arsenal Gunners traveling to Liverpool, as I mentioned earlier in the show. Um, lots of things going on. Things going right for Arsenal. Things going poorly for Liverpool. Of course, the Philippe Coutinho tantrum continues. Um, Lawrence Koscielny will be back from injury for Arsenal, help shore up the back line. Uh, I think that we will see potentially it's tough. I've actually been extremely impressed with Nacho Monreal this season. He is a defender who is sneaky good in the fact that like he never really fucks anything up. Has been solid. I don't know. I might I'm also optimistic to see a only Mustafi back three with Sied Kolasinac out on wing back so he can get forward more. And then, I don't know, I I have been very impressed with Hector Bellerin thus far this season. He's been dangerous in the final 30s, used his pace and passing ability a lot. Um, I'd rather almost see him start on the wing 
then Oxley Chamberlain, maybe see Oxley Chamberlain slide um, into the middle of the into the middle of the park. I think he's also been quite good. Uh, we actually have like too many wingbacks right now because I play out on wingback, but I think Monreal's been good, or I think ballerina has been good. I think Oxley Chamberlain has become kind of a conundrum. Uh, I'm hoping that the officials do not falsely flag offsides on Alexander Lacazette at this, uh, this uh, week, like they did three times last week against Stoke. Um, yes, Liverpool, interesting. Like I said, Mignolet is still not convincing. Coutinho still unlikely to play. Uh, Something's going right for them. They got Henry Chan back. Of course, he played today. We'll see what kind of minutes he gets on the weekend after playing uh, an extended shift today in their Champions League qualifier. Um, They're right high. They're right high. Yeah, they are. That is typical Liverpool for crash and burn. But they usually do that against Watford. Usually. Usually. Presently, I'm fairly certain Watford has more points than Arsenal, so, you know. I'm hoping Arsenal gets the win. I'm predicting an Arsenal win, uh, and I think it's important for them to you know get off on that strong foot against clubs that'll be their rivals for the top four this year. Uh, especially given that they've already topped Chelsea once this season. Uh, I think it, I think Arsenal wins. I hope Arsenal wins, uh, but that's definitely what I'm watching for. Two quick notes: one, definitely good to see him keeping pace with their competitors for top four this season, Huddersfield Town. Uh and it's worth noting Watford have more points as well than Spurs and Arsenal. So and Chelsea, everything everything is great at the moment. And City, no City got so they're level with City on points. They level with City. Uh, uh, Andrew, what are you most looking forward for Sunday? It's got to be the other big game, right? Yeah, I think I think Chelsea Everton will be very interesting. They're both coming off big results. Everton obviously not getting a win. Raheem Sterling point went out late, and then. Morgan Schneiderlin getting undeservedly sent off. Uh, da, 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 da. Morgan Schneiderlin. Sorry, continue. Off. I don't know how Kanagero did not get suspended for that dive if we're allegedly cracking down on diving. But he did not. Guess more reason to turn into Bournemouth City. But back to Sunday. Um, and then Chelsea, obviously, a big win. You know, maybe a little lucky, but. They did play better in that second half against Spurs. Um, still think Spurs were the better side. But we'll move on. It's okay. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> not bitter. Both big results. Uh, Chelsea will get some of those suspended guys back. You know, it's at Stamford Bridge. You expect Chelsea to win. But again, if Everton can nick a point, especially given their struggles in the past against elite opposition, that bodes well, I think. And... You know, it it represents kind of a shift in in mindset. Tough run in for Everton. Um, really tough run in for Everton. They get Spurs next week, or, or next time that we we do this Premier League thing. International break is also a thing, I guess. Um, but I expect Chelsea to eke it out two one uh, and win the battle of Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> I was waiting for the joke to come along. Um, I, also, I agree. Spurs, Spurs the uh, fortress that is White Hart Lane. I'm interested to see if Spurs can finally win at Wembley. Well, they're playing the the footballing giants that are Burnley, so we're gonna lose four 0 
<laughs> I just like to point out, like, just because I try to resist, but I want to poke fun. Like, I'm really f- looking forward to the NLD, and I'd almost rather we just play both of them at Wembley because Arsenal does not lose at Wembley. They have not lost at Wembley in a very long time. <laughs> so they're due. That's what I hear when I hear you say that. Three community shields that they have been in. Come semi-finals. Uh, so that's, they're nine for nine in their last nine trips to Wembley. I would, I would, it would really take comfort if we won just to prove that we can, in fact, win at Wembley. <laughs> no, it's, it is a bit of fun on the internet, I would have to say, with the whole Spurs can't win at Wembley thing. I mean, they've only played, like, what, four games? Yeah, not much. And also, yeah. I mean, we're riding high at the moment. We, we signed Davidson Sanchez, big signing. Also signed a third-string keeper, so that's, things are going good for Spurs. Um, <laughs> you, might you sign noted homophobe Serge Arriere. Yeah. Do you think uh, Sanchez will play? Probably not. I think I, I don't think he's got enough time. Pochettino doesn't like to rush guys in. Uh, even someone like Davidson Sanchez, who I think will be a great fit in that back three with Jan Vertonghen, Toby Alderweireld. Um, don't think he's going to get rushed in. Really good signing, though, because when he does get in, it's going to really free Eric Dyer up uh, to move back to the midfield role that he's done so well in. Or if we want to rotate, he can then move back again to the back three. Increases depth at both midfield and in the back. Brilliant signing. Also, the dude is a stud. Uh, looking forward to having him aboard. Yeah, definitely. Good signing. Good my, signing. my quick and dirty take. Uh, in other news, I have two final thoughts. There are multiple parts each for funny things. Arsenal, busy in the transfer market. They've sent many a player out on loan. <laughs> they have loaned Carl Jenkinson and uh, who else did they send down to League One? Oh, I don't remember who else. They've sold Gabriel Paulista. They rejected a £10 million bid for Kieran Gibbs. I don't understand why. I let the man go. Who bid for him? I missed that. Uh, it was another English team, if that helps you. Well, I figured it had to be. There's no team in the rest of Europe that would want him. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, uh, Galatasaray. Plus he helped. Who? Galatasaray? Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised by that. That's weird. People usually want players like Kieran Gibbs to fill their English player quota. Um, that's the only Other, reason you stayed at Arsenal. I have interesting stat of the day for you. Two, actually. And I only know this because I'm an Arsenal fan and they're skewed to Arsenal. Can you tell me which two players have completed the most passes in the final third in the first two Premier League games? Um, well, I'm assuming one of them is plays for Arsenal. They both play for Arsenal, actually. Uh, Macedozil and Kolesinac. Not... Oh. Ding, ding, ding. Mesodosio has completed 100 passes in the final third this season in just two games. And uh, Granit Xhaka, of all people, is number two on that list. I could, I, I believe it. Uh, which is interesting. Also, also Mesodosio has created 10 chances in two games this year. So let's hope he keeps it up because if he didn't create five chances a game, there's no way we're going to shut out at Stoke again. You say that now. Sure do. This is me knocking on wood. <laughs> uh, no, he has had Ozil has admittedly had a sleepy start to the season. Um, we will we will see what happens uh, on that front. But 
I think that is all the time that we have. Mr. Ball, is there anything else you would like to touch on before we sign off? No, in fact, I had to go live tweet the Vancouver Whitecaps Seattle Sanders match. So this is perfect timing. Well, guys, you can find us both on the social. Uh, Andrew, where can they find you on Twitter? At Andrew Ball, B A H L. Chris, guys, you can find me at actual Jack Kelly. I am actually Jack Kelly. Uh, make sure to check out the show at point to the spot with the number two. Uh, send us your tweets there. Let us know if you know anything about Slovenian football, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan? Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. You got it right. Oh. Uh, yeah, or anything else. We do. We do. Scheduling is difficult when the people you're trying to interview live in Vietnam. We have guests coming on from across the globe to talk about some more global football. Uh, and stay- in uh, Dubai. And in Dubai. Before too long. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Of course, there is a bit of a time lapse. Uh, but yeah, tweet at us. We want to hear from you. Subscribe, iTunes, SoundCloud. Not RIP SoundCloud. It is staying alive. Uh, and other places that you find podcasts. Until next time, guys, take care. Thanks for listening.